When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, beautiful human. I am Zach. That is Anna. We welcome to the studio, Rosalind. Hey. Hello. <laughs> it's great to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. Uh, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> I woke up mm, an hour ago. Oh, good morning. <laughs> so I'm still um, trying to remember English words and kind of, you know, set up my brain for this. But it's all good. Thank you. Can you explain the process of like learning English in your life? Because you were an exchange student. You spent yeah. time in Wisconsin, right? Yep. How, how long did you spend there? Um, ten months. But no, it was. I mean, I I learned English before that. Um, I'm from Armenia, and we learn it at school. Um, but I also was very very interested in English language because I was listening to English music. Um, American music, um, watching movies, um, watching interviews on YouTube. And it was just, you know, the more you listen to the language, the, the faster you learn it. It is really fascinating. A lot of people tell me that they listen to our interviews to learn conversational English. Oh. And they, they end up learning a lot from it because it's just, it's just two, like three people talking, you know? Yeah. Cause at schools you learn the, you know, the proper kind of like old British English, which yeah. is very fantastic. I love that, but you can't really use it in everyday life. You just need to you just need to learn the conversational English. Was there like a defining moment where you're like, oh, I I know English well enough to literally I mean I freely converse. Like, was there like a, like do you remember what age you were? I still don't know it. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. Um, you know. Yeah, I can freely come, you know, have conversations, and it, I basically use English more than Armenian or Russian. But um, it's still hard for me to express my thoughts when it's when I'm talking about like more serious topics, you know, or when there's something to explain, or uh, when I write lyrics, um, you know, it's harder to find the synonyms that would rhyme better. What blah 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 blah. So like my vocabulary is not um, big enough, I think, for me. So can you explain how you end up writing records? Because there's a, a few other writers on Snap, which is easily your biggest hit, but then you had King before that. You have a brand new song on the way. Yeah. But h- how do you write records? Like, does it start in one language and then you, you know, translate it or what? No, I, uh, well, uh, I started writing when I was around 14 years old. Um, 13, 14. And I started from English. Actually, that was, that was the, you know, first language that I started writing in. Of course it was terrible. The lyrics was terrible. (laughs) It didn't make sense. But I was trying so hard and it was a good practice for me. Um, I wrote Snap, um, when I was, the original idea was, um, when I was 18 and then um, it kind of laid on the shelf for a little bit, and then I finished it um, 
a year later. Um, Why did you shelf it? Well, I had no one. I was in Armenia uh, in my small town. Um, didn't sign wasn't signed to anyone didn't know anyone in the business so i i couldn't even i didn't even know how to release my songs <laughs> I, was, I was just well no maybe not when i was 18 but um i just didn't want i i, I had a <coughs> band and we were performing it in pubs and you know clubs so we weren't thinking about releasing music at that point yet uh but then you know i started working with Novak foundation then became Novak Collective. Uh, it's basically my first label. Yeah, and in Armenia. Yes, but there, um, Tamar Caprelian, who's the CEO of the foundation and the label, she is from here. Uh, the label is American label, but um, she's Armenian, who was born here. So she came to Armenia to find some talents um, because she's looking for talents outside of the U.S., um, to give them, um, you know, a lot of opportunities, kind of equal opportunities. Mm. Um, because, you know, I'm not saying it's easier here, but if you're here, you have a bunch of opportunities if you're in Armenia or anywhere oh my else. The, your zip you know. code and your location determine so much in life. Yes, yes. <laughs> the internet's made it a little bit more equal and just in terms of being able to grab somebody's attention, but still at the end of yeah. the day, it's, you still, yeah, it's I, where you're at. I had to move here. You know, you can't do it. You can't do it outside of LA if you if you're serious about what you're doing, and if it's and you know if it's your first steps, <coughs> you have to be here. So, anyways, uh, back to the story of Snap. Um, I found Tamar. She found me. We started working. Um, How did you find each other? Did you were you posting things? No, I. Uh, so she was doing the songwriting camp in Yerevan, the capital city of Armenia. And she was looking for um, kind of recruiting talents for that songwriting camp. Um, and I was playing a festival with my band. Um, and that's how, in, in like a, in Dilijan, which is a very, very small town, was, there was a festival for, for bands. So she found me there and she invited me to join the songwriting camp. Um, and I think I applied like the very last minute. I was like, ah, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm cool. You know, I have a bath. Like what are you talking about? Um, but then I did. Um, thank God. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, we finished snap with, um, Lars, Jeremy and Allie from, from the States and it's wonderful. You know, it's done great. Wait, so, so that one writing camp is what led to snap? No, but you had it. Already, yeah, sitting. Well, um, I I got the I don't even remember how the original demo was. I I, I don't even think I had a demo. I just played it for Tamar, and she was like, "Get in the room with the producers right now." <laughs> Do you remember where you were at when, like, mentally when you wrote it, or at least came I up was, with the original concept? Yes. So I was back from Wisconsin, uh, madly in love, unrequitedly. With a Wisconsin human? Yes. Oof. Uh, jeez. Well, you know. <laughs> Literally, jeez yeah. and cheese because it's Wisconsin. Jeez. Yeah. Well, um, nice. <laughs> good one. <laughs> I left my heart in the States and I went back to Armenia and it was like very, very, very hard because I thought, I'm never going to see that person ever again in my life. And I haven't yet, you know. So it was kind of true. Uh, but, what? <laughs> but, um, yeah. Like they know where you're at, right? They know the song. Yeah, but they don't know. I've I, I never told I've never told that person, you know. 
I, and I'm not going to, but it's, it's a whole different story. Um, <laughs> so I, I was so in love. I was so heartbroken. You know, I was back home, you know, lots of changes. Um, you know, Snap is not just a love song, a love story song. It's, it's, it's about me going crazy because of all the changes, because, you know, I had to adjust to the States in like one day and then readjust and then back. Readjust back and like all these people that I knew all my life suddenly disappeared and oh. then they're back. And I was about to snap. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm going crazy right now. Excuse me. I need a break. <laughs> you know? That's that's kind of how it all happened, you know. That's like a two-way personal and culture shock, like that, like mm. the, like like that's on both sides. Lots of shocks, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and I was I was eighteen, you know the the I think the hardest age for everyone, I guess. Um, I don't know yet. I don't. I haven't lived much yet, but <laughs> in my life, eighteen was pretty terrible. Um, but yeah. that's okay. It's okay. We'll Look what it. you got out of it. Oh, I love it. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I appreciate it. I say thank you for breaking my heart <laughs> every day. <laughs> That's crazy. Break it again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and you also have the opportunity to grow and learn. Like the only way oh, yeah. you really know what love is, true love, is by experiencing heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Totally. There's a lot of value in that sadness. I think that that particular type of sadness is so beautiful. I write my all of my songs about, you know, um, not all of them, but I, I really find so much beauty in that state of longing for someone, craving for someone. It's, I think it's very, very romantic. Um, you know... <clears throat> it's and it's much more interesting it's mu- the feelings are much more extreme when when some when it's you know it's like a movie you know it's impossible love or you know this heartbrokenness and you know, it, i think it's you can write so many songs about that and you know imagine if you, if everything's cool and you're you know sitting in starbucks and kind of like drinking coffee what are you going to write about you know what, what about this love is movie esque like what what was it your first? Excuse me, I I couldn't hear it. What What about this love that you were writing about that that, that led to heartbreak was mm-hmm. so? Was, I, it was, was it, I I think it was the first time I fell in love like truly. Yeah, and it was unrequited, so it was. Yeah. Were they and, a friend? Uh, almost. I'm not gonna tell. Yeah. Don't even try. <laughs> did you Did you tell them that you were in love with them? No. That's the hardest conversation to have with somebody. Yes. Do you have an opportunity to tell them you were afraid? I could tell them every day. Why didn't you? I couldn't. <laughs> I was so proud. It's hard. It is hard, yeah. Mm. I'll tell a story. I told my best friend of 13 <laughs> years one time oh boy. that I was in love with him and he mm-hmm. was straight. Mm-hmm. We're no longer friends. Haven't spoken in two years. I was going to say, I, yeah, yeah, it's very sad, but, Uh, you know, um, I just, I just, I was just afraid to, if, you know, I was like, if I tell him, I'll, I'll have nothing. If I don't, at least we can have some kind of like, hey, how are you doing? (laughs) How'd you know he didn't have any feelings back? I knew. 
were you telling yourself that he didn't have feelings back or did you really clearly get the picture even though you didn't even broach the subject? Um, I would say even if he had, it was just impossible because I was going to go back. Like it, it's, it's not, it's just, you know, I just, I was like, it's, this doesn't make sense. It, it has to end. Do you believe that if the universe wants it to happen, it will bring you two back together? I think so, but I, if the universe wants it, I don't want it anymore. Oh. <laughs> so do you not believe in the universe? I do, but currently I don't want the universe to bring us back together. <laughs> Over it. Over it. <laughs> Five years, ladies and gentlemen. Damn. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Damn. Damn. So this new record of yours mm-hmm. has to be the most stressful record of your life, no? Well, yes. Um... <laughs> I'm I've I've been writing an album for four months almost actually five, um, and I'm writing every day. I'm like crazy. I'm obsessed with I'm obsessed with that process. Um, the more I r- write, the the more I get exhausted, and the more I want to write. Um, I was doing when I first got to LA. I w- it was um, last year. October, I think, October, September, and I would write every day, and I did not know anyone, not my label, I've met, like, the the members of my management for the first time, I, out of nowhere, just, you know, I'm here, let's do, you know, let's write this album, let's do this interviews, it was crazy, and I was writing with, uh, you know, strangers basically every day a song a day a song a day for two months and then I went back um uh home for holidays in December and came back here in January and now I'm doing double sessions every day um so I'm I'm really taking it seriously I I I want you know I I do a session and then in the evening I text Rick come in you know let's go let's write a song and then I you know I drive all the way to Santa Monica and um, write write more songs, record two three songs a day, and because I'm obsessed with songwriting and music, and also I th- I feel like it just saves me from not being home, not having life other than work in LA, um, and I also just really want this album to be good. But do you feel like you need to live life to get great records? You need to leave whatever you need <laughs> to 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 do records. Some some people need um, to leave a life. Some people need to totally dive into the music creation process for a year and totally. then get something. It's I don't know. For me, it's I just get distracted um, uh, from from. Let's say if I, you know, if I was if I were home, I wouldn't spend that much time um, in the studio. But here, it's my happy place. I want to, you know, I want to be in the studio all night, all day. How many songs did you have to pick from before you picked this next single that you've been teasing? Pick from? Yeah. I don't even know the number. It's crazy. <laughs> it's a lot. Like 100 songs? Uh, no, not uh, 40? 30? Uh, actually, like 60. Jeez. Oh, wow. I think we have like 60 demos. Oh. <laughs> I think we have, right? 
Oh my god. I did. No. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> the wh- second wh- album's gonna be so much easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, why never be mine? Never be mine. Why do you? What do you mean? Why'd why you pick the- that one as the next one? Like, because the, let, let, let's let's say what it is. There's so many versions of Snap. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think the world can take one more version. Nope. It's just not. It's but not that's why possible. <laughs> so, <laughs> which I love and I respect it. We we love a good milk, but. That also adds to the pressure mm-hmm. of this next one, right? Like this is, this song is everywhere, yeah. and you have all these records to choose from. How do we get to never be mine? Well, you need to be strategic, strategic English um, <laughs> about it. I wrote Snap when I was eighteen, and now I'm twenty two, almost twenty three, and my musical taste. And influences have changed. Um, you know, the way I write, the ways, all the ways that I write have changed. Um, my genre has changed. And I've written this. Isn't that scary? It's not scary. It's wonderful. Why not? You know, I'm versatile. I can sing ballads. I can sing metal. I can sing, you know, everything. But because uh, I, 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 I love, I love, every, I just love music in general. So I, you know, I'm a fan of every every kind of music, but uh, it was a problem. It kind of at some point it became a problem because I would write, you know, it, it kind of very different songs every day, mm. and we we're like, okay, so what are we doing now? <laughs> I would, I, I was just, um, it, so and so, never be mine. I think uh, was a smart decision to go with a ballad after snap and it's a wonderful wonderful song and it's kind of connected with the storyline too like you'll never you'll you'll never be mine um even if i'm gonna be yours you'll never be mine um so it's kind of the continuation of snap story-wise um and sonically too it's not that i've you know i did snap and then i'm doing you know like um we'll get to that maybe in like five years but i just want to like genuinely kind of build bridges between my songs because snap that was a problem because i grew so much like i I do different stuff now and we're like okay how do we connect this like genuinely and slowly like bringing the fans with us so yeah it's interesting that like you're just thrown into working with producers and writers and the whole thing, which is amazing and mm. fucking cool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but then there is something to the fact that like you started Snap Alone mm-hmm. on your own, and you just like there's like a, no want to stick to one formula. I mean, I think w- just the fact that I started writing alone, I think. Um. When I was doing it alone, I was like, this is not fair. Like, how am I going to make it in music? How am I going to write, like, good songs and blah, blah, blah? Like, I need a producer. I need a songwriter. I need a lyricist. I need blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, okay, I don't have it, so I'm going to become all of that. <laughs> you know? Um, I started making my own demos. I started recording myself. I started arranging and stuff. And it worked. It worked. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a pro yet. Of course, I wish I had time. I don't know that like um, the technical stuff much. It, like I'm very slow on like logic, but all that time of me trying to learn to do all that 
gave me just you know I, I, here in the studio i can be like okay i'm hearing this synth like can i play this synth in this part and it's boom mm. you know so it's i when i write songs the production also is for me is a part of writing the song every little detail is the songwriting for me so i don't really kind of separate the producers and the songwriters and the, the person who wrote the lyrics because everything for me is kind of like this whole piece of consistent sound from like zero to whatever three minutes or whatever do you care about how that sound plays into the album or do you feel like from the songs you find a consistent sound through every song it is important if you to have a sound to find a sound if you want to be an artist if you want to establish yourself as an artist you know if you're doing an album of course it's gonna you know it, it doesn't make sense if it's if it's not an album anymore it's like a co compilation of songs or whatever i at least i'm really trying to you know figure out okay which songs fit the concept which songs fit together um and it's it's, it's so much harder <laughs> to do that than actually write the songs um because I wrote so many songs, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm lost now. <laughs> I need to sit down with my managers and everyone and be like, okay, what are we doing now? Um, but, you know, we have wonderful, wonderful material and I'm so, so excited about it. Is it wild that you have this huge team? And is it weird to go home? Oh, uh, well, it's wild <sighs> um, to be signed to Colombia, being from Armenia, from Vanador. <laughs> Where it's like eighty five thousand people maybe in my hometown. Um I don't know how it happened. Honestly, I don't have that answer. It's just it, it was that universe thing it was meant to be, I guess. I, you know if I didn't play that day at that festival I wouldn't be here. Um and the interesting thing was that my band didn't want to play it and I had to <laughs> convince them for a month. <laughs> I literally was like, no, we have to play it. And I didn't know why. I just, I, we, I feel that we have to play there. And I'm not like crazy religious. I'm, I'm not religious. Yeah. I think I'm, I might be spiritual because, you know. Yeah, you believe in the universe. Yeah. So it, I, I just, I just, I don't know. I was like, we have to play. We have to play it subconsciously. And then, you know, uh, I'm here. But <laughs> where's yeah. your band now? Uh, Back home. Why would your band not want to play in a music festival? They thought it's a lame one, <laughs> you know, yeah. bunch of guys. <laughs> Crazy, dude. This whole thing, by the way, is absolutely wild. Mm. Your, your story, like when you go home, it has to be different, right? It is very different. Last time I, I left Armenia um, when everything was one way, and then I, this... December when I went back everything was different and mentally it's it, it takes a lot of it, it, you can't even process it it's like um it's actually very sad because you know I I kind of thought that well it's my home um and it is my home but the feeling has changed it was like it's it didn't feel the same and, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like I'm very detached from everything because my life has changed in one second. The, the, the second I landed in LA it has changed. And I'm changing. I'm 
working so hard and you know the amount if you tell my parents how how much I work they'll be like nah (laughs) 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 they support and love me but they're like "Eh, you're lazy you should work harder blah 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 and I'm like I work 24 7 and what drives you to keep working passion um obsession I'm obsessed. I'm, I'm, you know, my ambitions, my goals, my dreams. Uh, I'm obsessed with music. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm obsessed with stage. Um, I'm, I'm very passionate about it. It just, if I don't write, I, you know, music and songwriting is the biggest thing that defines me. If I don't do it, I don't feel like myself. If I have a day off, I go crazy. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do other stuff. I'm, I literally don't know how, like, I'm terrible at, like, you know, handling everyday stuff because I don't know <laughs> how to do it. Um, and it's, you know, I need lots of help. Like, I need someone to help me figure out the little, like, everyday kind of, like, technical stuff because I don't know how to do it. I never, you know, do d- did that stuff. I was always, like, in my room writing songs and, you know, um so it's i don't know when i i'm not very i don't go to parties i hate parties i don't know i I don't i don't know lots of people i don't have like lots of friends in la so i just want to make music when i'm here you know so you have all you do is make music but you only have really two songs out right am Mm -hmm. i crazy yeah no you're not probably i am crazy i don't know (laughs) uh well well we're gonna release some good stuff very soon no but you gotta be smart about it though oh yeah especially when snap exists but king came first right yeah it was the first thing that i did with uh navak when i was 19 um we we did that collaboration with kiara um before that though i'm very happy that i did not release anything Mm. because i kind of started i'm very happy that um even even king and would do it again you know um I'm, I'm, compared to snap snap is like the beginning it's the beginning of something and it's a very very strong beginning and you know i always say i always i prefer quality over quantity i don't want to release stuff and then be like oh, maybe this will go viral on TikTok and then I'll have another hit. No, I have my hit. I have my resources now. Because in Armenia, I didn't have anything. I didn't have my... I'm not from a rich family. I didn't have musician friends. I didn't have, um, you know, huge producers or labels. There's the, the music business is so different in Armenia. Now that I have it, now that I got my shot, now that I have it, I just want to make... <coughs> beautiful piece of art like body of body of work i want to make an album i want to be smart about it i don't care if it's going to be released like i don't you know and it's i i want to make quality i want to bring quality music um back (laughs) is there a fear of potentially being a one-hit wonder yes constantly where do you get reminded of that um after every session really explain that when you hear the demo um or when when, you know when you're writing the song even if it's wonderful even if it's great even if you think it's 
you know, I've written a lot of songs that I think are way better than Snap. But Hit is different from a beautiful song. Very different. You write the song and then there are a bunch of stuff that also need to align that are absolutely out of your control to to make a hit. First of all, you you don't know what is a hit. You don't know. No one knows it. No one knows it. You can't so it's you, you know all all I can do, all I want to do, all I do is that I just go into the studio and I'm being absolutely honest, opening my heart every day to strangers. Um and you know, I, I being honest, I like this, I don't like this, let's write something beautiful. Because, you know, being an artist is already so hard. Being a songwriter is already so hard. Um, I'm away from home, I don't have my life anymore. Music in my career is my life now. Um and my collaborators are my family. So if I don't make the music that I love why would I do it? Are you making music for you? I'm making music <clears throat> because I can't not make it. Um, even if I wasn't successful, I would still be doing it. I'd, you know, I'd starve probably. <laughs> um, but I also do it for the people that wait for it. Um, and I had that support when I was no one basically from my friends or my dad or my mom because I would send my songs to my friends and they would be like oh my god this is so beautiful blah 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 and they're like they'd be like oh it make me cry and you know when when you ha- when you hear that you're like oh actually something that means so much for me to me can mean something to other people and that feeling is amazing and the second when I, the first time it was in Amsterdam, I um, sang uh, Snap for, you know, Big Crowd. And it was like the first time I performed the song, or the second time, for a Big Crowd. And I had my phone with me. And, you know, I didn't even know that people knew that song that well. It was like around Eurovision. We were doing like some concerts for Eurovision. And I don't know wh- why I, I I was like I'm just gonna do this thing. I I I I asked them. I f- started filming it, and I asked them to sing the song. And I was like, "Snapping one, two. And I turned the microphone, and the whole crowd, "Where are you?" <laughs> I was shaking for thirty minutes after I got off stage. That, you know, one. There are two things that I make music for: is to hear that to have that, to hear the crowd singing my songs with me. And because I love making me, because I like the, the creation process, I like creating music. Nothing else, yeah, some some benefits, you know, uh, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool, you know, but it's the two main things is the crowd and the, the music creation. That is a high, like you can't even... No, you can't compare it to anything. Yeah. Anything. I, anything. <laughs> Eurovision is crazy. It is. I, I feel like it doesn't get the respect it deserves. At least here in America. I think everywhere else in the world it does. I don't really understand what it is still. It's a th- songwriting competition. 
I think it's because of culture. It's like, it's, it's um, in the, you know, how to describe it. It's like every year you have this opportunity to compete with like other countries like your country and it's like very kind of like a family thing imagine like you know you with your family compete with like other families it's so fun and it's not like something like aggressive or it's music yeah. right it's so it's so much fun and um you know giving the points and that like uh heart thrilling moment of, and in it like in the end of the show it's like 12 points go to this country and it's it's just like a, it's like a gamble almost it's like a you know lottery <laughs> you know you don't know who's gonna win it's just interesting to watch but also the behind the scenes of it um you know um the the, the participants get so much love euro fans are like eurovision fans are so loyal <coughs> they adore you absolutely if they love you if they if they like you they're f with you forever they're so loyal to the competition it's like a lifestyle there are some people who travel from all around the world to come see the promo concerts you know there were people that i met in amsterdam in um, madrid in tel aviv same people traveled <laughs> to to see all all the shows you know, and it's that they wait for it ev the whole year. That's awesome. And they plan the trips around it. And I don't know. And it's kind of like it's, you know, you, you, you gather together with all these countries. Uh, I think like around 40 countries. And it's all about music, you know, and you just enjoy it. And for artists, just to realize that you have three minutes live on tv you have a full arena but also um almost 180 million people are watching <laughs> you live yeah. millions and millions and millions of people are watching you live and you have three minutes to prove yourself that's what, is, what, is what that? else can be cooler <laughs> than that what is the pressure like though it, surprisingly i was re very very chill about it I, uh, um, before the stage, before singing, I was very um, calm, and I was, <laughs> I was actually, I was the one who was, don't 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 be nervous, <laughs> like that. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And I called my parents. I was like, please don't get a heart attack. It's it's everything's fine. I'm not nervous, please, because I thought they're gonna be like, oh my god, and it's live. It's so they they were probably like, I don't know. It, dying there <laughs> in front of the tv um but the pressure is real because you represent your country yeah it's not about the artist it's not about the song it's mostly very it's a very responsible thing you need to know what you're talking about you need to you know think about your words that you choose like because your vision is also a little bit political you know <laughs> so it's um it's uh, f for me. It was just I just really didn't want to like say anything that could you know become something nasty. How are you chosen to represent Armenia? Um, this um, you know you're chosen by um your delegation. Mm -hmm. 
some countries do it um you know prop, do some competition prior um and it's like also a tv show and you know if you win there you know for for example in italy if you win sanremo you you represent um italy in eurovision but i was chosen internally they did like small focus groups they they showed like six songs from different artists to small group of people and you know um secretly and they're like okay which one do you like which you know which artist do you like blah 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 blah, blah. and then they gather the feedback and you know chose snap wow it's really interesting, right? Crazy process. Yeah, but, but think about it. Like in the last like couple of years, we've gotten some really great talent from Eurovision. Yeah. Monoskin, right? Monoskin, Duncan Lawrence. Uh, Netta. Netta. Israel Girl? Yeah. 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 Nails, that's her song. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've heard it, but. And you came in 20th place. Yeah. There's no way there's 19 <laughs> people better than you. <laughs> oh, no. There's just no way there was 19 songs better than Snap. I just don't believe well, it. Well. I was 20th, but now Snap is the second most streamed um, song of Eurovision in the history of Eurovision. What was the first one? Duncan Lawrence, Arcade. Wow, yeah, that's a great song. Yeah, yeah great song. Great song. Damn. Congratulations, that's a big Thank deal. You. Thank you. <laughs> and and I was like, ooh, okay. And just curious, like, did Arcade <laughs> win? when? Yes. What, they, it won Eurovision? Yeah. Oh, Arcade wow. Was, yeah. Did Monoskin win Eurovision? Yes. They did. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Okay, did that was t- it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. You're, doing, you're doing great, sweetie. Keep going. Yeah. No, it's Keep actually, but, but it's cooler. Yeah. Because yeah. I won Eurovision. It was, well, yeah, great. But I was 20th. We have that rule here about American Idol. Like, yeah. Yeah, unless you're Kelly Clarkson, you don't really want to win. It's also One Direction. <laughs> they didn't win X Factor. Oh, yeah, Carrie Underwood did win. Right? Right, you think so? Carrie Underwood? I don't know. Let's yeah, sorry. Uh, Nobody cares. Sorry. No idea. Sorry. Nobody really cares. I don't know. Ooh, sorry. Ooh. Um, did she win? Oh, yeah, that's right. I was looking at Well, I need to know. By the way, if you want to listen to- Yeah, she won the fourth season in 2005. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Carrie. Uh, <laughs> if anybody out there wants to listen to Rosalind's music, we're going to put a link in the description below. All of it available on Amazon Music. Do you have a uh, date? All three of it. Yeah, all three songs, but all- <laughs> 12 of the different versions of Snap are there. <laughs> Sped up, slow ballad, the Italian version. You, I mean, Jesus Christmas. Yep. If there's an audience, there's a version of Snap. I can't believe. Talking to you. I, I can't believe that there are 85 million people who streamed the the sped up version. Of snap. I, I can't listen to it. I, heard it this I sound morning, like I a chipmunk. Yeah, I turned it off this morning when I it's listened like, to it. It's like, how do you listen? 85 million people. What's wrong with the people? Uh, a lot. Like, how do you listen to that? I mean, thank you. <laughs> I Thank you. Keep but listening. It's, keep listening to whatever version you want, but it's just... I don't know. You know who said that? The, uh, Lizzie McAlpine. You know Lizzie McAlpine with Ceilings? Yeah. She was in here the other day talking about that. She's like, I don't know why people listen to the sped up version of Ceilings. It's so annoying. She won't release a version of it, though. Yeah. They want her to release like an official version. She's like, no, I'm not putting that out. Oh. I respect that. <laughs> but you can listen to Snap sped up version. Link in the description below. <laughs> Keep it going. I mean... What were you about to say? Well, you have been teasing some other songs on Twitter and other mm-hmm. social media platforms. They sound really good. What can you tell us about the song where you say hallelujah in it? Hallelujah. Okay. Um, hallelujah. I write, it's it's a very powerful song, a very epic sounding, very cinematic sounding 
um, and I always try to write kind of like songs that I could sing like for stadiums. Mm. Um, like I love, um, you know, this like euphoric kind of sounds like, I don't know, 30 seconds to Mars type of thing, Coldplay type of thing. Um, like very like band stuff, you know, um, and hallelujah is about, a, a moment in my life when I felt euphoric, I heard, um, one of my f- very, very favorite, you know, one of my favorite songs <clears throat> live for the first time. And I, it was like out of body experience. I was like, am I flying? That, mm-hmm. that, that moment, the th- three minutes of, you know, live music mm-hmm. kind of experience. And I was like, oh my God, like, hallelujah. I'm, I'm, what am I experiencing right now? It was, I got goosebumps. I was crying, sobbing the whole time. And that moment was so, I remember that moment so well. And I was like, I want to write not about that moment, not about that story, but about that feeling. Because Snap is also about a feeling. It, the details doesn't, it's about the feelings and, that's why I think people connect to it. And I'm sure every every everyone on this planet felt what I felt in that moment when I, you know, the, of hallelujah, mm-hmm. no matter what they felt. But I really tried to describe it in the in the song. And I, f- I, I feel very, very strongly about that song too, because it's when you when you connect someone, when you grab someone because you make them feel, you you like you're able to give that emotion translate that emotion so well through music there's no way they're not going to connect but it's very hard to do when are these <laughs> songs coming out um never be mine is coming out on 31st of march very very soon um then we'll have another song and then Hallelujah. So Hallelujah is going to be the third single. I, I, I don't know. I'm afraid to talk. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, it's all label questions. Sorry. I just write and serve. Do you pick the songs? <laughs> I serve the God of Muse and music. Uh, what? Oh, by the way, there are artists that believe their best songs are just given to them by like a higher power. You know what? Um, so I'm reading this Rick Rubin <clears throat> book. Um, the creation, art of creation, how's this, um, the act of creation, um, I think, (laughs) uh, it's wonderful, and he talks about this, like, cloud, um, and it, it, you know, it's, it's the muse, right, and he says, it's very, he, he, I can't remember it, you know, line by line, but, but the, he, he had one point about, um, the ideas, there are some ideas that um, are meant to be translated into this world from whatever, like from universe or whatever. And let's say if you have an idea and you write a song, stupid example, <clears throat> if I have an idea and I write a song and I don't release it and then in half a year someone else writes a song about that kind of same idea and I'm like, ah, oh, he stole my idea. And what Rick says is that he didn't stole the idea, it's just the time of that idea it was came to be uh put out to the world. So 
it's wrong to think oh, so that like everybody has access to the idea who grabs it. Uh, again, no. <laughs> I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to understand the cloud. It's wrong to think that we are the ones who create the ideas. We channel them from somewhere else. Got it. Mm, okay. And if we're not able to um, tra- process it and translate it, so if we're not into like this, you know, world, someone else is going to do that. So mm. because the idea yeah. has its time. I get it. You know. Yes. Um, and it, it, to think that, oh, I, you know, I came up with this. I'm a genius. <laughs> it's it's wrong. You, you know, you just need to kind of like practice. And he's also talking about tuning in. He's like, you, you just need to kind of like um, pr- practice that like channeling thingy. You need to be able to like read the information, like feel feel, feel that cloud, whatever, whatever the, that muse is telling you. You need to kind of like practice doing that. Do you believe that that ability gets stronger the more you make music? Um, yes, maybe. May I don't know. I'm not sure. I think it's something you're, you know, you can kind of. Um, it's like a talent. You, if you have it, you can grow it. But if you don't, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's depressing if yeah, you don't. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks if you don't. Does that make you concerned to hold on to songs though? Because what if, so- like, you have a great song, but you're waiting to put it out, but somebody else grabs that idea and puts it out before you? No. Okay. No, I, no, it's it's still gonna be different. Yeah. I don't want you know. I don't want to be the first one to like, you know, because honestly, everything has been done way before. That's true. You know, there's really no new ideas. It's just the combination is different mm-hmm. of things. Some say even Shakespeare was plagiarized. I don't know. That's not, a rumor. I haven't met him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to judge it. I don't want to have an opinion on that because I don't know the details. So I'm not going to take any credit from him. Uh, listen to all of <laughs> Rosalind's music. We're going to put a link in the description below. There is more music on the way, but you can get it all on Amazon Music, okay? What is it like being able to provide for your family? I'm great. assuming they sacrificed a great deal, even to get you piano lessons early on. The whole thing. Yes. Uh... Well, I'm super, super, super grateful for my family, for, to to have the family that I have. Uh, my f- my family always supported me, um, and they gave me good. Um, uh, how do you call it? What? Yes, maybe. Um, that's not what I wanted to say, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> thank you, but yeah, thanks, baby. Um, <laughs> Um, they, you know, they introduced me to music. They took me to musical school. I learned piano and they never were like, no, you're not doing music. Like it's not no future. Of course they were concerned, but they saw that it's just, I can't, you know, not do it. So, and they're very, very happy. Um, and to be able, and as I said, I'm not, uh, from a rich family. So in, in Armenia is, um, you know, not America. Uh, we have lots of economic problems, lots of other problems too. So it's life's not easy in Armenia. It's wonderful 
it's a wonderful place. I love my country. I love my home. I love my people. But it's very hard. It can be life can be very hard. And just to know that I can say my thank you, um, and not even think about, not even think about it. And I I call my dad and be like, Dad, what do you need? Yeah. Just tell me what you need. And my mom or my brother, um, it feels great to just the thought of it that and they never ask for anything but the thought of it of i will be able to provide anything i mean of course not billions and billions of dollars of course but if something terrible happens i i'll be able to you know help right away um financially of course uh, but also i mean I know I realize that I'm their kid and they want me. They don't want my success yeah. or my money or they, and I feel so guilty. Most of the times I feel very guilty that I just left, you know, and, but also very grateful to them that they, we, we never even had a conversation about, Oh, I'm, I, you know, I, I didn't even, we'd never, it, it was, it wasn't even a, a thing to talk about should i do it should i not they were like go go you know and uh, you know it's uh, i i i think my parents are very good examples of how to be a parent and how to you know um support and also be kind of like a superior figure because i'm still you know no you're still a kid thinking about like hmm should I do this? You know, what would my dad do? Uh, but they just, you know, do whatever. Live your life. It's pretty special. Yeah. Rosalind, final thoughts, Daniel? You're going on tour with Ed Sheeran. How cool is that? I'm going on tour with Ed Sheeran. My first ever tour. It's crazy. And it's going to be a stadium tour. Big ass venues. <laughs> I'm very, I'm, I'm very nervous. I'm very scared. But the amount of people and the noise... Oh my God, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going on tour with Ed for seven dates and then I'm going on tour with Young <sighs> the Giant right after that. So, um, and I'm going to play all of my new songs. Mm, it's not going to be like 50 minutes of snap different versions. <laughs> set list. It's actually going to be a legit set list of wonderful, wonderful music, uh, which I'm very excited about. Um And yeah, the tour is going to be the whole, the whole um, summer. And um, I might do a couple of headline shows in between, you know, my small like five people shows. But um, it's going to be great. I'm very excited. And I'm going to, you know, release stuff um, during that. So it's I'm trying to release as many singles as possible before dropping the album. But it's all, you know, all a different conversation. This is exciting. <laughs> it's awesome. Very exciting. Wow. Very. Look girl at from, you. Girl from Vonadzor. Um <laughs> Is opening for Ed Sheeran. It's crazy. That is crazy. That's uh, that's surreal. I, it's absurd. I don't know what to say. It's like, w well, you're not even from Eurovan, the no, place with the tiny Yerevan. dick man. What? And the stairs, right? <laughs> Have you been there? No, but but but, uh, you, but you googled I, it. No, my friend has gone there once, and every time we're in an Uber together. He asks the driver if they're from Armenia, and if they says yes, he goes, "Oh, I've been to Yerevan. What's the tiny, yeah. dick, tiny dick statue man? Stairs it's, it's, to nowhere. Like this is like a huge statue, 
in, uh, in one of my favorite places in Yerevan in Kaskad. There are like a bunch of statues, oh, and yeah. there's one like that. I just Googled tiny dick man. That was the wrong thing to Google. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Did you see a picture of yourself? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, good joke. Good joke. No, but uh, skiing, and then there's stairs, right? In your van? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's all I know. I'll get there one day. Yeah, you should go. I'll tell the it's people. wonderful. I'll tell the people I know you. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure it's worth a lot. They'll, they'll give you free uh, dolma. Sick. Wait, is it? Wait, is Dua Lipa from Armenia too? No, she's from. Damn, shit, that was offensive. Cut uh, this out. No, uh, <laughs> no, she's from. Uh, it's okay. Well, Kosovo, you know. I think. I don't know. Damn, where's Dua Lipa from? Google it. <laughs> Where? Albania. Albania. Shit. Albania. God, the is she A's. From Albania? The A's got oh. me. No, it's Armenia. <laughs> Oh, you're right. This is all coming out. Nobody's going to see this. That's fine. Okay. You did share one other snippet that I want to ask you about. It's only six seconds, but it's a great sounding six seconds. This oh, right, okay. This right here. Can we save this? Please, can we use this for the show? That song is called Lighthouse. <laughs> That's happened? Everyone loves that song. That's a great sounding but, six seconds. But like a couple of people that actually need ha- have to like it in order to for it to come out. They don't it, like it. No. What? <laughs> it's just. Yeah, it's a tur- It's like I don't know. It sounds amazing. Lighthouse, play it again, please. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> play it from the top. Yes. Yes, girl. Play it we again. got it. <laughs> Lick it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Oh yeah. So there's people that don't Thank like you. that. You're welcome. Yes. I need but more can than you imagine how seconds. how much better the other songs are? Mm. That that's not the favorite. Imagine that playing in a stadium. Yes, I imagine that. While I was writing it, so I, no, it'll come out one day. Don't you worry. I'm ready. I like that one. Yep. Dan will be waiting. Thank you. Thank you so much. It really whoever, means a lot. Whoever doesn't like it, learn, learn to like it because we want to hear the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. I didn't even do that. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> that just happened. He touched nothing. Oh, my God. Damn. Thanks for giving us your time and energy today. It was so fun. Thank you. Really appreciate you. Thanks. Congratulations on everything. Thank you. Excited for the rest. I'm very excited. Our Thanks studios guys for doing this. Oh, you do, Anytime. Our studio is always here. Okay, I'll, I know the place now. Yeah, <laughs> come back for the rest of the songs in the album, please. Yes. Rosalyn, everybody, you good? You have final thoughts? No, we're good. All right, Rosalyn, everybody. Woo! Woo-hoo!